Welcome to the 2018 Prima Podcast Series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education and Training at Prima. On this Prima Podcast, Molly Owen will discuss Millennials in the Insurance Industry. Molly is a college recruiter at QuestPro. She assists students and recent graduates with finding and pursuing entry-level internships and jobs within the insurance industry. Molly mentors students to help promote job retention after placement. We will also be joined by Taekwon Gilbert, a member of Prima's education and training team. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Molly. Why do you think there is such a large generation gap in the workforce? Yeah, so I'm I'm going to start everything off with a quote from the executive director from Gamma Iota Sigma, uh, Noelle. I believe her last name is pronounced Cotaspodi. I'm probably definitely butchering that, but she's the executive director for GIS, which is an insurance and risk management actuarial science fraternity for college students. And she said a really profound statement at their conference last year that. This industry doesn't have an image problem. It has a storytelling problem. And that really sat with me because I I feel like that's exactly what it is. I mean, how often do you hear somebody say, oh, insurance is not a sexy industry? And that's the worst way to market our industry. We're not marketing and, and telling our story properly. It is a sexy industry. I've heard outrageous stories from even claims adjusters. I've heard a lot of great travel experiences from people that are in the industry. You know, it's such a a people-related industry. So you're you're going to conferences, you're meeting people, you're talking to people. It's all about helping your customers and uh, your clients. So uh, we're just, we're not telling our story properly. We're not marketing uh, and we're not finding our sizzle factor. And I can touch a little bit more on on what a sizzle factor is in a minute. But I think that that's probably our our biggest issue. Uh, And second to that is probably that we're not really, previous years, the reason why we have such a big gap is is we're pulling people that are already in the industry. You know, we're, we're poaching people from other insurance companies rather than taking the time to bring in new people and train those people. How do companies find their sizzle factor and attract younger generations? Yeah, so so the sizzle factor, I think, is something that you get from marketing and HR and really any any of those executives in the C-suite at the, at the big table, they need to all have kind of an agreement on what their company means and what it brings to the industry. And uh, your brand and culture, they've got to go hand in hand. What you're out there selling to people, it really needs to be shown through every employee at your company and, and your culture needs to embody that. So if if you're marketing that you're huge on customer service and that that's the biggest thing that you're offering your clients is that you are there, you're going to answer their questions, you're going to take care of their needs, then that needs to be what you embody with your employees as well. They need to feel that their needs are taken care of and, and that you represent them well and they represent the company well. So I think that's where the sizzle factor comes from. And I think you can also find that by asking your employees, you know, what do you want? What makes you tick? What do you think that our company and our brand means? 
I know that uh, when I first started at QuestPro, we actually did a full rebranding that I was originally brought on to do. And we went and we interviewed multiple different employees. We talked to our CEO. We talked to uh, very entry-level interns even. We, we kind of interviewed everybody, took a survey, and said, what does QuestPro mean to you? And uh, we found a lot of different answers, which means that we didn't have the synergy that we thought we had with our brand and within our culture and all of that. So I think that's kind of the first step is is finding out what your employees think your brand and, and your culture means, and then um, finding out what makes them tick, what motivates them, and using that to create your your brand and your marketing strategies and how you how your HR hires, your hiring process should all represent that same sizzle factor. So I think that's probably the biggest thing, finding out what your company's values are, what your culture is, and embodying that within your training programs, within interviewing, and that's how you're going to make sure that your employees are sticking and that you're marketing to the right generation, the younger generation. What is it that millennials want in their career? That's kind of a loaded question because obviously, like any other generation, everyone is different and everybody wants different information. So I, I think it does depend on the millennial a little bit. Um, I think other generations kind of overgeneralize our our generation, and that can be kind of stressful as a millennial coming into the industry, right? Because you already have this negative reputation. And it's not even our industry. It's really every industry. So first off, you need to find out what each individual person needs and what their management preferences are and all of that. But I think overall, we really do want a a technologically savvy environment, you know, that you're keeping up with, with industry trends. And maybe that, I know, like, for example, Lemonade, that is, is a company where they have every every bit of insurance on on an app. You can file your claim on an app. How cool is that? So maybe having more systems that that they can access from their phone, from their tablet. What goes along with that is kind of a, a work life balance. If maybe they're sick that day, they can work from home, or or if they need rest, they can take the day off and not feel too stressed about that. I think. Previously, this insurance industry has had kind of a reputation of you get in there, you start entry level, you keep your nose down, and you don't you you don't look up for 20 years. I, I had an executive tell me that once: get into the job, put your nose to the grind, and and look up in 20 years. And that's just awful to me because you want to enjoy what you're doing, you want to enjoy your work, you want to have a family atmosphere. So that's another big thing that millennials want is they want to be able to have a relationship with their coworkers. So I think teamwork is really important to millennials. I know a lot of companies are going to kind of the lower cubicles instead of having everybody hide away in their caves. You can kind of have pods that you do group work together. Now that's not best for everyone or you know maybe maybe your actuary does not want that and that's okay too. Find out what again works for your individual employee and and try to be accommodating of that. So I I think we touched on uh, some teamwork, the technology piece, work-life balance. We talked a little bit about working from home. That is a huge trend these days in all industries. 
job sharing maybe. So if you're both underwriters and you're working on similar accounts, maybe one of you is in the office one day at that desk and then the next day you switch. Today we have so much technology. We've got our phones with our email and our our work systems on there. We can access everything from our phone, our, our tablet, our laptops. So why not be able to give that freedom a little bit to work from home? Now, I know that a lot of companies push back on that, saying that maybe people aren't as successful working from home or they can't stay motivated and and they're more easily distracted. Well, if that's the case, maybe give them a shot first, give them kind of a trial period. And then if it's not working, maybe then you rein rein in the ropes a little bit and uh, maybe have them work in the office because maybe they're just not cut out to work from home. They don't have that right kind of mindset for that. And then lastly, I think it's really important to add value in different ways to your company. Millennials want to know that their role matters. They want to know that they're making a difference to the company and also cultural values and and giving back. They want to have kind of a corporate philanthropy, if you will. They want to be able to volunteer, give back. It's important to many millennials that their company has some kind of value or organizations that they're a part of. Maybe it's a food bank or something. But I think all of those factors are very important to millennials. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Here's some words from Prima's member services manager, Danica Williams, regarding Prima membership benefits. Prima is a membership organization dedicated to advancing the knowledge and practice of risk management in the public sector. Prima members come from a diverse range of disciplines, entity types, sizes, and share a variety of titles, including risk manager, human resources professional, workers' compensation coordinator, employee benefits coordinator, claims administrator, safety personnel, risk pool administrator, just to name a few. Despite their titles, there is one resounding theme among these individuals, and that is that they manage risks within their entity and importantly, risks affecting the public interest. Prima members enjoy a robust array of educational programming, risk management resources, and networking opportunities. Some of Prima's member benefits include access to blogs, podcasts, webinars, Prima's job bank, Prima's online community where members have the ability to connect, share, and solicit information directly from their colleagues, Prima's library of risk management documents, Prima's flagship publication, the Public Risk Magazine, and member discounts to all Prima events and training. Becoming a Prima member is one of the most worthwhile career investments a risk management practitioner can make, not just for themselves, but for their entire entity. To learn more about Prima member resources, visit primacentral.org. How do you find millennials? Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways that you can reach millennials. I think your number one start is if you're if you're looking for a trainee, someone right out of college, right out, out of maybe a risk management and insurance program, start with college recruiting. There, if you just Google risk management and insurance college programs, you're going to find lists of them. The last time I checked, I think we were around 80 risk management insurance programs. Don't quote me on that. There's new ones popping up every day. So, uh, and they're growing and some of them have minors in insurance and risk management. Some of them have majors. Some of them just offer a few courses. 
But if you scope out those programs and you attend their career fairs and you post jobs, most of those schools have campus job boards. Another college job board is Handshake, and that program actually lists multiple different colleges. And um, you can post on this one Handshake job portal, and it goes out to hundreds of universities. I mean, it's it's as simple as that, one click of a button. Um, So I think that's really where you start as college recruiting. But I think there's a statistic that only 10% of risk management and insurance programs will be able to fill the need that this industry requires with a talent gap. So don't just focus on those risk management and insurance students. Yes, they've gotten some coursework. Yes, they've probably had an internship or two. They're probably going to be farther ahead of of somebody that maybe got a professional sales degree. Maybe they got a finance degree. But don't count those students out because we can teach insurance, right? We want to find great personalities, great work ethic to bring into this industry. So don't just short your search to people that have some insurance experience or coursework. Look towards those other other backgrounds as well. So that's college recruiting. Social media is a huge piece. LinkedIn is probably going to be your best tool to find millennials. I know many many of us don't use like career builder monster, but those are also tools. I think probably your first bet is is LinkedIn and then also use those other job boards like career builder, LinkedIn. For insurance, there's specific insurance job boards such as Naira. And there's there's a few others if you kind of Google around. So I think those are where you start. Most recruiting can be done online now, so that's that's easy. And then I'm going to use my shameless plug here. You know, you can always contact your your friendly recruiter, and we're happy to help you out. <laughs> now, once you found them, how do you retain millennials? Yeah, I get this question a lot actually because millennials do have such a uh, reputation for job hopping. I, I have some statistics somewhere that average job tenure is 2.3 years, and six in every 10 millennials are open to new job opportunities. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that, especially in our industry, the fact that there is so much competition for millennials and even Gen Z. There's so much competition for us because there's such a big need with the talent gap. So, we're we're having multiple companies approach us and everybody's giving us a better offer than the next. So right now, yes, everybody is open to looking at those other opportunities because they're being thrown at us, of course. We're seeing them daily, but it doesn't mean that we're going to take it. If we are happy where we are, we're going to stay. So, you know, how do you keep us happy? That That's the question. How do you retain the millennials? I think it all starts out with making sure you have the right millennial hired. So it's going to start out with that interviewing process and the hiring process. So make sure whenever you are interviewing a candidate that you are giving them all of the information. Millennials want to know what. They want to know why. They want to know everything about that role. They want to know who their supervisor will be. They want to know how success will be measured. They want to know who their team members are that they'll be working with. They want to know what the growth will look like. I think that's very important to millennials. What's the pattern? What is the next step for me? We we get this reputation for wanting to be the CEO travelers tomorrow. You know, we know that's not going to happen. 
but why why crush our hopes and dreams? You know, why not let us be ambitious uh, if we're willing to put in the work for it? You know, that's key. We have to be willing to put in the work for us. But if we ask, you know, what does growth look like from this role, from this entry-level position, try to have an outline for us because that's really going to keep us motivated to continue our work. And then I think peer interviewing is very important, which I actually got this from one of my clients. They bring in some of the team members that are on that team and have them meet you. You know, is it a match? Are are they going to fit in with that team? Are they going to work well with that supervisor? Also, that peer millennial that you already have interviewing them, they can kind of give them the real inside scoop. You know, the hiring manager leaves the office. The supervisor of that department leaves the room, and you're just sitting there with someone your age, one-on-one, and you feel comfortable to ask that person the questions as the interviewee. You you feel comfortable asking, you know, do you like this company? What what do you think are the selling points for this company? What is the culture like here? And that millennial can give them a true, honest answer. Uh, so, again, the first piece is probably knowing how to interview properly. Another piece that's really important is training programs. Young professionals, it's a little scary coming out of college and entering the real world. So we don't always feel that prepared coming out of college. We want to know that you have a training program for us that's going to make us know that we we aren't just going to sink or swim. We want to swim. We want to do well, uh, but we want to make sure that we're getting the training to do so. So I know a lot of training programs right now have kind of a combination of in-the-office, on-the-job training where you're actually maybe getting to read some policies and do some of the underwriting skills, help with some of the rating processes, but also maybe sit in a classroom setting and learn a little bit more about insurance, especially if these students are totally new to the insurance field. So training is very important. And then later on, once they kind of are implemented into the industry, into their specific roles, they've been trained, they now know what they're doing, future leadership training is important too because, again, we we want to continue that growth. So leadership training later on is important. And then mentors. I think during this training, you should always assign each candidate, each millennial, a mentor. That's very important. We want to know that there's somebody cheering us on, rooting for us, helping us grow within our careers, both professionally and personally, so mentors can really help with that. And then feedback. Feedback is so, so, so important. Do not just give us an annual review. Again, we want all the information. We want the whys, the whats. We want the five Ws. We want to know everything. So, Give us feedback. If it's not always positive, that's completely fine. We want to be able to – sometimes I think millennials are a little bit scared to approach their manager and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. But if you set up maybe monthly meetings, uh, just, you know, quick 15, 30 minutes, we can go grab a coffee, whatever, and we can talk about maybe things I'm struggling on or maybe things that I feel like I'm doing really great at. And um, so that feedback is very important. And again, giving your millennial kind of the freedom to create their own processes, let them let them find out what works best for them. And then if you see that that's not working, then tighten the reins a little bit. If working from home isn't working out, 
tighten the reins, maybe bring them into the office again. you got to figure out, again, what works best for your millennials. So that feedback is really important. And I think that goes into management styles as well. I think the number one issue with us wanting to job hunt is that we're probably not connecting to our manager the way we should be. We want some information on how best to line up our day. You know, maybe maybe a millennial wants, I don't want to use the word micromanaging because that's not what they want, but maybe this millennial wants a little bit of a structure of what their day should look like and how to prioritize and organize. Now, I know for me, what works best is, is kind of organized chaos. I'm like, the, the most hands-off management style I can get is, is how I'm going to thrive. And my company has been really great about that. And the more that I prove that I'm successful in that strategy where I can plan my own day and, you know, if I, if I get a client meeting, I can go on it by myself and handle it by myself. The more freedom I guess I'm given, the more I thrive and the more successful I am and therefore the more successful your company is. So find out what management style works best for your millennial and, and then let them thrive. And then the last thing is vertical and lateral movement. If you're not doing well in, in claims and you are just, it, it's not the right fit for you, maybe talk to your, this is for millennials out there, maybe talk to your manager about moving to underwriting, trying a different department. Maybe you're best suited for marketing and sales. And managers need to be open to that. I know a lot of times they're like, I spent so much time training you and I want to keep you here. They're talented. You know, if they're not talented, by all means, you know, maybe that they're not the right fit for your company. But if you saw a talent in this person and you hire them for that reason because you saw that talent, give them a shot. They're starting out their careers. It's easy to, I'm, I'm sure managers remember when they were first starting out that maybe their first job wasn't the best for them. Let them kind of figure that out. If, if their underwriting spot is, is not the best fit for them, Heck, let them move over to the sales team and see if that is better for them. You'd rather keep that talent within your company than lose them to some other company that, that poaches them. So I think all of those factors are, are probably key to retaining your millennials. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks so much, Molly and Taekwon. Please visit the Prima website to listen to other Prima podcasts, join upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about additional Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Enjoy the rest of your day.